Hey, Tim. What up, Chris? Let's start the song. I love this song. Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? Is that a joke? No. Hey there, folks. Welcome back. Ooh. Ooh, what's that spoopy sound in the air? Why, to my old, uh, to my old country bumpkin ears, that sounds like Halsey Ween. Now or never. That is one song from the album we'll be looking at today on Halsey Ween. <laughs> oh, what a scary ghost! Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I feel about it being a Halsey-related ghost, but what a scary ghost! Yeah, we'll have to unpack that later at yeah, some point. I don't, I don't really have the time to do it now. But, but today. Today, what we're going to be talking about is a little sophomore album by Halsey called Hopeless Fountain Kingdom. I love this album. It's another listen where I was obsessed with it when it came out, and it is your first listen. Yep, my first listen to this 2017 album, Deluxe Edition, as we are doing right now. But Because it's the only one that matters. It's the only one you know, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and to this podcast, that's the only one that's going to matter for now. Yeah, this is, I believe, our last Halsey weed for this year, so y'all strap on in. Yeah, yeah, that's a, on that note, Tiffany, on that nice little segue, why don't we just get right into it? Yeah. All right. First thing we got here, the prologue. Which is just the intro to Romeo and Juliet. Yep. It is just uh, Halsey reciting the opening paragraph to Romeo and Juliet verbatim, basically. You said there's a reason why. And you, I've never let you tell me. Yep. And that's because this album has a conceptual story to it. That uh, I had to do a little digging to kind of figure out. But basically, it's just Romeo and Juliet. That makes sense to me. But this time, the characters, instead of Romeo and Juliet, are called Luna and Solaris. Yeah, I didn't look into any of this. I didn't care. Yeah, so uh, it's basically just a regular Romeo and Juliet. Uh, Halsey made it a point in an interview to say that uh, they are playing the Romeo character, though. Ooh, fun. So, yeah, I'm sure the more you listen to the song, the more you kind of start to hear up for the pronouns. You'll hear, like, a lot of gender bending and stuff like that. Halsey's I know this whole album. Halsey's, I've never known this. Halsey's got eclectic taste. Yeah, so. this album is another album I say... It's still good in a car. Badlands, I stand by, not as good in a car. But mm-hmm. better in headphones. Get all the little dinks and donks. Yeah. You know yep. the dinks and donks? A lot of nuances in the sounds and the ones and twos, absolutely. But not the threes or the fours. Don't listen for those. Nah, that's too many. It's too many. So, so yeah, I, uh, my wrote in my little iPhone, my note was just moody and a fine enough intro, you know? I only listen to it when I'm doing a full album listen through with no skips. Like, I have to go into it knowing I'm listening to this whole album. But if I'm coming to this album and I'm like, I'm just coming here for some friends... I would it's say I would say Badlands is like an album I can see someone putting on shuffle and just going through it at any random points. This is an album that I feel like benefits most from like a front to back listen. I learned this album front to back and I still listen to this album front to back. Like I do not shuffle it as much. Yeah, it's just you know, I still shuffle it. Yeah. There's a lot of specific tempo and mood changes that I think uh it benefits to an album listening. It is a more cohesive album than Badlands. Yes, albums like uh, Badlands was more or less just a collection of singles that uh, had kind of a loose theme together. You know, this romance. is like a full novel that was a series of short stories. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who's next? Next up, we got a little ditty called 100 Letters. I like the song. I uh, I do too. 
there are a couple songs I will maybe not be so nice about. Uh-oh. Who is this lady over here? Oh, my God. Siri started telling me about the album. <laughs> Siri up. wanted to be in the Shut up, Siri. Good Lord. Good Lord. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. This, all, no, no, you're good. All I wrote for this was a, a pretty fun little breakup ballad. Yeah. I always get sad this wasn't a single. I would have rather this been a single than Battle Love. Yeah, we'll talk more about Battle Love and why maybe it doesn't work as much as a single. But yeah, I think this one stands on its own. I think it's just a fun little bob. It's such a... Because the prologue's not really like... It's an intro to the album, but it's not the intro to the album song-wise. It's pretty much just like a sketch and yeah. rap albums. It's the opening credits, you know, what say... This is what really starts the album. And it's a good start because you get the like... of the drum. Like it gets you like, ooh, I'm in an album. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I like the guitar twang on the chorus. See, I'm obsessed with those drums. Yeah, there's a Shania Twain vibe on the chorus I really dug. Yeah. There's a lot of good drums in this album in general. It's a good little drum-ass album. Yeah, we'll talk some more about that in each individual song. Yeah. A lot of good uh, percussion on here. Yeah, so like this is one that used to be more of a heavy hitter, but isn't as much for me now. I, when I hear it, though, I go like, oh, yeah! <laughs> also, fun little uh, thing here. At some point early on, Halsey references... Uh, Sort of a King Midas figure yes. as uh, as their ex because it is someone everything they touch turns to gold. Yes, and that's just how, I just like Halsey. You know, they said like this whole album is a Romeo and Juliet adaptation. So here's some more little literary little figures. Exactly, fun little ditty. And after that, Tiffany, mm-hmm. good golly, we got a song called Eyes Closed, a collaboration even with The Weeknd. Which one is this? I just listened to this album and I'm already like, I don't remember this one goes. Yeah, um, I unfortunately couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I will say, I was surprised how much I thought Halsey fit well. Oh, I keep weekend. my eyes closed, you don't look like you. It's yeah. that one. I know yeah. it. Yeah. That feels like a The weekend song. Like, it's so good, though. Yeah. yeah, it's a good weekend song, and Halsey, like, really meshes well with that, uh, that fuckboy anthem that he has going. It's like the saddest little fuckboy. It's, because this was when he was just sad. Oh, but yeah. like wanted to fuck and like this is that in such a cool way having another artist pull it off because i feel like halsey pulls this off i yeah i have to agree with you on that too and on the last album badlands there was like a couple times where halsey stepped out of what i considered their parameters as an artist and i've so far i've always been like this is an interesting sound on you halsey and see that's so nuts to me because i followed these albums as they came out and so i was like you're becoming more poppy mainstream for me. And it yeah. was more of a like, this is kind of a letdown. And like, I still love this album because it still has the weirdness, but without the extremeness that Badlands had. We're not going to talk about Manic, so I'm just going to say, Manic was a fucking disappointment. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you didn't have any of the weird. Yeah, I was going to say, at that point, you would hope that uh, Halsey, by the third album, because yeah, this is definitely Halsey more trying to mend the pop side of her aesthetic with the more gaudy side. Yeah. She likes and I think it's really well blended in this album. I would say so, yeah. I would agree with that, especially uh, in certain songs. Ooh. Oh, oh, we'll get there. Ooh. We'll get there. Oh, no. Get that ghost out of here. <laughs> yeah. That ghost had its time. Ooh. Off it goes. <laughs> Our next uh, track is called Heaven in Hiding. Heaven in Hiding. First song I was obsessed with on this album. Yeah, I think that's, I actually, that's funny you say that. I think I wrote in my notes here, think this is the first song I love on the album. 
This is the first one where it felt like everything really like started to coalesce together. There's a cool thing I think Halsey's really good at where they like repeat words, but slightly different. You know, the like intonation and you get that at the end of Heaven and Hiding. You get, because it's Heaven and Hiding. Then you get, it's Heaven and Hiding. No. And it's like where the notes are going. And it's the same words like five times, but in really weird, like emotion-y ways. And I just fucking love that shit. Because yeah. Halsey knows how to use their voice. Yeah, yeah Halsey, uh, Halsey has a really interesting way of singing. The more uh, the more she kind of tries to expand her sound, both in her vocals and in the uh, songs itself. Yeah, I'm always like more intrigued by uh, what she's doing with that I will singers. say, on this album, and I could be wrong, we'll see if I disagree later, not as much of her range. We didn't get as much hard, low, angry Halsey on this album that I feel like I missed from Badlands. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't... Uh... Didn't like, kind like, of the mid-range where Halsey's voice lives for most of this album. Yeah, I wouldn't say I remember any particularly, on the opposite of that, I don't remember any particularly belty tracks, too. Yeah, okay, cool. I was like, I might disagree, but like, and it's a really fun album to sing, but I think the dynamics of her voice on album one was part of what brought it in. That's the thing, though, when it comes to like making an album like this, is that it's always going to be like a give and take. So like we said, Halsey was going for cohesion, idea, concept so some of the stuff like that we're just talking about some of that stuff's gonna have to take a back seat while they're kind of experimenting and i think it's still a cool blend because this feels like that blend between i am a pop artist and all of my music belongs in a supernatural deep drama yeah. and like it's still a cool blend but it was like it wasn't a disappointment for me when it came out but it was like none of this is control yeah it's, it's an adjustment for sure none of this is control you know what i mean Absolutely. I will say, though, we were mentioning uh, Halsey's voice. Uh, I really like there's a gravel to her voice in this song, yes. especially that I really enjoyed. Also, little story note, this and the next song are kind of the character profiles. This is the Romeo song. Oh. Heaven and Hiding is like Romeo's big character moment. I love Heaven point. and Hiding. It's a really good song. Really good. Big Bob. Dare yeah. I say Big Bob. Big favorite on the track on the album. But after that, we've got the opposite end of that the Juliet song known as Alone. Alone is such a shift mm. because it is the one when you were first like, oh, I think I'm going to listen to this album at the gym. I warned you. I said, there's going to be one song that's really slow and you might not want to. And I love Alone, but it's such a shift from these bops we've been getting to like, this is just a sad, beautiful song with a piano. Tiffany, I think you might actually get in some songs mixed up. Sorry is. Oh, you're right. I'm thinking about sorry. Yeah, alone is the big glamorous like one. It, it uses the big like 70s disco sound. Which one's alone then? Uh, I'm so sorry. Never mind. Yeah. I'll know. That's okay. Yeah, that is a. Uh, no, I'm embarrassed. That's the, no, it happens, Tiffany. But yeah, this is a is a very opulent anthem. This one alone. Um, and when it comes to opulent anthems, I always have one one thing I compare them against, which is like. How does it stand against Fergie's uh, Glamorous? <laughs> and Glamorous wins out this time. I think so. Glamorous? That's not fair, though. Hear me out. Mm -hmm. Glamorous was a national phenomenon. Oh, absolutely. Like, this also wasn't a single. It wasn't a single. And in fact, it feels very much like an album track. It is very an album track. Like, it belongs where it is in the album. I've remembered which one it is. I jumped ahead of song. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, but yeah, that is, uh, that one very, uh, big band kind of feel to it. It's, uh, 
It's Juliet showing up at the party. Yeah. Big dress and everyone looks and is all goo-goo for them. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Yes. So it's pretty good, like, as a story album track. Not really one I'd like to revisit. I come back to it when I listen to the album. It's one that I don't skip when the album's on shuffle. But it's not one I think about, obviously, enough. Because I forgot how it goes. Absolutely. Hey, it happened. And I've known this song. I downloaded this album onto my phone from Spotify, like, the day it came out. Yeah. I love this album. Absolutely. So, yeah, that one, uh, that's a good little track. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. After this, we have a little ditty called Now or Never. Which was the single. Yes. Gonna love you now, 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 now or never. Which is fun to sing, but it's like, fine. I don't hate now or never, but I don't love now or never. I think it's really interesting lyrically. It is a pretty fatalist love song. Yes. But I wrote it. In parentheses. Love me now, because we're fucking dying. <laughs> which is kind of the, which is like, all right, shit, fair enough, Halsey, if you're going to go for broke. I love a song that on the surface vaguely feels like an ultimatum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, what? It's got that big, you know, the songs that are like, a la Dream Girls, One Night Only. Like, this is all the time we have. Yeah. It's a bit urgent. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd argue, too, it's like something like uh, Lady Gaga's Just Dance. I kind of feel that way. It's like, yeah. just dance, because who fucking cares about tomorrow? Yes. It's it's lyrically a very urgent song, while the rhythm to the song is not as, like... The rhythm isn't as... I feel like in Just Dance, the music is also pretty urgent. Oh, yeah. While this is not. <laughs> yeah, this is still more on the... It's still very chill. Yeah. Yeah, but much more urgent in the lyrics than the music. But Which I think is a cool dichotomy. Is that how you use that? Yeah. Oh, boy. Say. Okay. Very interesting contrast to use in the song. Absolutely. I'm always insecure about big words. Oh, no, you got it. <laughs> Apparently, too, uh, I found this little tidbit. It was inspired by a Rihanna song called Needed Me, which I don't know that one off the top. I don't know if I know that one off the top. That's Maybe. really cool, though. That is cool, yeah. I was like, always cool to shout out. But, you know, Tiffany... We were mentioning a little earlier because we got another little song called Sorry. Which is the one I warned you about, which I didn't know I would love. Had to grow on me. And then when it did, I was like, I love this song so much. But you've got to be in the mood for Sorry because it is as close as she gets to belting on this album. Yeah. And so you've got to be in the right mood to sing this song. Yeah, I would say... Uh, I would say I'm still in the growing process because uh, I don't have any particular affinity for the song. Every time I hear it now, in the moment, uh, obviously, I'm more than willing to say that these will probably grow on me. That one took a long time to grow for me. Yeah, because right now it's just like... This doesn't fit this album. What the fuck is this? And it's just like, it's a piano ballad. And, uh, and this Do is you the, see why I didn't want you to work out to it? <laughs> absolutely. And also, this is the one song where like... For the most part, I've been like, Halsey sounds really cool in the genre. But as a piano ballad, I'm just kind of like, Halsey sounds fine. Like, I do have a favorite part of the song, which is in the third verse. Because you know, I'm a slut for a third verse. Mm-hmm. That's where you get to repeat stuff in fun ways. Oh, yeah. And that part where she says, uh, I think it's it's repeated like three times. Someone will love you, but it isn't me. Mm. It's so sad. <laughs> it's a pretty heartbreaking sentiment. And it's repeated with really pretty like, ooh behind it and like it's just a beautiful it is just a piano ballad but like we're gonna get into some dark shit yeah this album came out the summer that my childhood best friend died yeah and so like this album 
this song makes me feel the place I listened to it for the first time, which was literally on my first flight back to Texas, which I had left for trauma reasons, mm-hmm. going to see my friend's family who had just, like, my friend had just died. And so I remember being on the plane and being like, this is what sadness feels like. And, like, it's not that for me anymore. But I still will always, I think, have an affinity for this album for that reason. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, it's fine. I still really like it. But because it is fun to sing. Not because I think it's an amazing song. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say. In fact, if anything, when we were talking about how there's a lack of dynamics in uh, Halsey's range of this album, this is the song that I was just like, kind of wish we got maybe a bit more belty. Yeah. Like, this was the song to belt if you were gonna. Yeah, it's true. But I think... I kind of like the restraint. It felt like it was a purposeful restraint to me. Uh, that, yeah, I definitely get that feeling too. And I really like its placement on the album. Uh, it is a very good kind of palate cleanser, like you said. Big contrast, because everything else in this album, even now or never, is a bit dancier. Like, I can still yeah. grind on a stranger, but you're not going to grind on a stranger to sorry. <laughs> Absolutely not. Unless you're a fucking little nasty freak. And then those are our fans. Yep. <laughs> We're not grinding with them. Absolutely. I don't not. know y'all. <laughs> but, but from there, uh, we go into another little kind of transitional track called Good Morning. Which you just explained to me and I feel like an idiot for never thinking about it this way. Well, that's okay. I only caught up in that because I, you know, studied the title. Because uh, you see the title, Good Morning, and you barely... Barely, M-O-U. you barely perceive that you the first couple times. I did. Your eye passes over it. You don't, don't, you don't know what my eye passes. Oh, my <laughs> eyes passed over is what happened. Uh, I also was in mourning, so I did not notice. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> Me and Halsey on this album just being sad. I love this interlude. It's very interesting. It's a weird, I feel like this interlude is the weirdest thing on this album. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that 100%. This was that, like, don't worry, y'all, I'm still a little freak. Yeah, this, <laughs> this was the most offbeat, like, here are those noises y'all asked for. But also it's like a kid's voice. Like, it's a weird time. I fucking love this interlude. Because it did make me feel that comfort of, I am still the artist you know. I'm just trying some shit. Yeah. Come with me. I described it in my notes as kooky and spoopy. So. <laughs> in fact, the Adams family... <laughs> Exactly. Sorry, that's it was the rhythm. It was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, my only other note for this song was, damn, kind of wanted to hear the rest of the song. I wanted this, from this whole song. Yeah, I was kind of like, let's let's keep going, Halsey. Let's let's follow the thread. Instead, she just goes into another song. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. But it is interesting for what it is. I love it for what it is. It's a lot of weird sounds. I like that some of the weird sounds are also the voices. Being like, sun is coming up, but why, why? And like, yeah. it's a weird, everything about it is a weird good time. I agree. I agree with you 100%. Ooh, that's 100. such a big percent. It's so big. <laughs> Too big. Put that back. Put it away. Put that down. Oh, oh you're right. Zip. Oh, what? <laughs> what is next, you creep? What is next indeed? It's called Lie. Featuring Quavo. Quavo. <laughs> so... I, I wrote some notes, but I'll just tell you my first two lines. Yes, please. Halsey rapping. Hmm. <laughs> I put like 17 M's in there because, yeah. What's your second one? Because it actually reminds you of something that I told you about this song. Yes. No, what's your second note? 
Oh, that, that was it. it. Oh, it's just that. So long. <laughs> yeah, that was the note. So I would like you to remember that this is a song I told you. I said, re-listening this album made me remember going to see my friend, like my friend's funeral. This is the album where Quavo says that line, you talk about your hand game. And I just started crying. And I don't remember why. I was just like, Chris, I don't know why I'm crying. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> this was that song. Because I that was the first time I listened to the album was on the plane. And so really weird shit about this album makes me cry. <laughs> so I was like, she did talk about her head game. She did. You mentioned it. She did. Yeah. This is definitely one of the odder songs on here. Uh, it was a different kind of weird. It was yeah. more of a, am I a, just a pop artist weird? And it made me go, no. I don't like. I don't hate this song. I still like it. I think it's fun, but that's because I love this whole album. There's still no skips for me on it. Yeah, yeah. but it was very like this. Felt like it was made to be a single to me, and not like it was just like this is a passion project. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think there's something too when you mentioning it was a possible single because it's also you know the songs on here I wouldn't call bloated or too long. No. This one, though, for a full song is particularly short. Yeah. To the point where, kind of like the last track, Good Morning, I was like, I I kind of wanted to hear, like, what it would develop into. No, nah, that was it. It was like, this is all I've got. It's like, here's an awkward verse of Halsey rapping. Here's an awkward verse of Quavo rapping. I gave you the messiest head. You gave me the messiest head. I get turned to red. Like, those are the real rhymes. Yeah, that's what he's They're saying. They're not. No, those are her rhymes. Oh, that's what she's saying. But, like... <laughs> legitimately i'm like you don't even try for these rhymes yeah and i write bullshit rhymes (laughs) yeah that's the thing this this very much feels like a vibe kind of track it's also to me in the best way as someone who loves early kesha it's beautiful trash like you're not here for the lyrics to this it's just fun trash yeah i i would say i'm a little more down on this song than you although i would not say i hate it or even really that it's you also, you've only had a couple months with this album. True. It's true. I'm just saying, I... Some of it could grow on me. I, I think It had to grow on me. I, me. I always want to leave that as a distinct possibility. And I do like the album as a whole. So I do... I, like I said, I don't think there's a song on here I either dislike or consider bad. This was the most baffling song for me, though. <laughs> Good Morning, like just being a transition song, I was able to kind of take it, but... For what is technically a full-length song, this is the one that I most, like, just was... And every time I've listened to it so far, I've mostly been perplexed. <laughs> I kind of love that feeling. Because I also... I never tried to understand it. I said, this is for me. Yeah. Yeah. I would not say it's for me. But again, I also wouldn't say it's bad. Yeah. Perfectly good album track. Who next? After this, we have Walls Could Talk. And I'm thinking, damn if these walls could talk. Which used to be a heavier hitter for me. Yeah. But I still love this was also a weird song where just earlier this year, it got kind of a second life on uh, TikTok. TikTok! Specifically because of uh, the chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the O's? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a very evocative, powerful sound. A lot of people used it for very different and interesting reasons. But it's one of those things, it's like, it's kind of a perfect meme template, you know? I also just think, for Quavo, uh, this was such a good, hey, hey, remember you like this album? You remember? You remember you love this album? Like, this was, like, coming back to the album for me. Yeah, this definitely is, like, this is still a very weird song, but it feels much more fully formed. It feels like a Halsey song to me still, still in the way that, like, I, at this point in my life, originally was, like, what a weird little artist. 
And so I came into these being like, what a fucking weirdo. And so I was here for this. I was like, yeah, this is still weird. I'm having a great time. Definitely, yeah. Much more gaudy feel from the song. Very like, ooh. I got kind of a mild trip hop feeling early on. And uh, I thought that was interesting because it's been a while since I've heard a a trip hop reference. But then later on in my notes, I did write, and I apologize, forget trip hop? This is trap hop. Because that's when the... uh, some of the more trap-based influences started leaking in. Uh, I also said, don't love the way Halsey says, we be frontin'. That was my other notes. Not good, but I love this song. So yeah, I was going to say, it's just a singular line. It's one line that makes it's, you go, I'm sorry? Yeah. Not enough to kill the song, but I did have to put in my notes. Uh, this is a tangent, but follow me for a second. What if we just never talked about Manic and just talked about the other album that we love? <laughs> Well, that is definitely a possibility. Just throwing that out there. No, I don't expect an answer. We're going to leave them on their toes. Yes. yes. And I at least am going to try to listen to Manic. Really hate Manic. One full time just to say. Ooh, good luck. All right. So after Walls Could Talk, we have the big single, Bad at Love. Which is so wild because I loved Bad at Love mm-hmm. when I got the album. Yes. But then when the two big singles for Now or Never are Bad at Love, I was like, but Now or Never is a better, better song. Yeah. yeah. Like, I still loved it. I think it was that time I told you about this. I watched Halsey do an interview where she was breaking down the lyrics about it, love, which are very obvious lyrics. And she was just like, well, he tastes like Jack when I'm kissing him. It's about this guy that I used to kiss. And he just loved Jack Daniels. And it was just like that obvious. I was like, you know your lyrics aren't this deep, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the most aggressively obvious song. For oh, you to have explained it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like one of those genius things. And it, yeah, and it was just that, but like in a Facebook video interview. And it was just like, why are you doing this? This is the shittiest song to do this for now or never. Yeah, yeah, that, that one could use some explanation. This one, though, this one's pretty, pretty self evident. I think, hear me out, I think the chorus of Bad at Love is the closest we get to Belting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the belt. This is as belty as we get because it's a bad love. Ooh, ooh. Like it's the most belty we get. I heard the song as a single a lot, and I never loved it. I always thought it sounds fine. I loved it, but I heard it originally in the album. But that's the thing is now I love it specifically as an album track mm-hmm. because I think at the point it comes in the album, it's perfect. It feels like. Just the, in the production of a song, it feels like a culminating moment. It was finally we're at this moment yeah. where it's, we're self-realizing ourselves and we're admitting what we're bad at. And it's just really great. It's also, it feels like we're making our way to this big payoff. And you can feel like bad at love is such a buildup. Yes. In the album, like in the order of the songs. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, a kind of side thing here I want to say. Because uh, we talked about the story here being basically Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, we did. The one main difference, though, something I thought was kind of interesting, is that rather than the two kids committing... A whole suicide? Yeah. What happens is, Halsey seems to imply that, like, the relationship dies yeah. rather than anyone in particular. Yeah, because there's a line about, like, punching. Like, it was a toxic relationship, yes. and it dies. Yep. yep, I was going to say, uh, and yeah, a lot of these past songs are talking on that, so I like, uh, that's why I like Bad at Love so much, you know, especially with the choice to not, you know, kill anyone in this version. <laughs> For now. 
Yeah, okay, we'll see. Well, we still have some songs. We do. Who next? Speaking of which, we have a little ditty called Don't Play. I love Don't Play. Don't Play is a mood in my house. <laughs> That's a very interesting song. I, I wrote, my first note was, for some reason, it reminds me of Taylor Swift's Reputation. The whole album. You're not wrong, because I love Reputation. Yeah. Like, it's a do-do-boop-ba-do-boop in the like, beat of Don't Play is what drew me in. Yeah. And then it it hits that weird place where, especially at the end, where we get like rapping Halsey, but it's a little more like emotional. Mm-hmm. And so I'm here for it. I think it also helps that the song is so much more discordant. You know that part? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a weird song. That when Halsey's rapping, I feel like when the song is that offbeat and off kilter, it's a bit easier to swallow. No, exactly. Because it's not just a pop artist to me. My opinion is still Halsey is a weird artist and they are best when they're being a little freak. Yeah, I can. Uh, I think that's a fair, uh, fair thing to say. What are your notes? Uh, the reputation one. And also my only other note was just saying the most noises song on this album. <laughs> I love noises. Yeah, this definitely feels like Halsey throwing a bone to the Badlands crowd. <laughs> like it was really, this was a song where I was like, my friend. <laughs> Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good little little tune. Like it a lot. Isn't Don't Play also the one with someone else? There's like another lady or something on this song? Nope, that's <gasps> coming up. Okay, cool. I tease it. Yes, for our very next track, a little ditty called Strangers, featuring a lady named Lauren from a band called Fifth Harmony. Oh, I that's, never knew that that's who that was. That's where she's from. Because I never fucked with Fifth Harmony. Yeah, yeah, me neither. So I had to look it up as well. It works well, though. Yes. Yes. yes you did a big sigh, so I was scared you were about to fight me. Nope. Nope. I'm just still, uh, I'll, I'll just tell you on pod, I'm still feeling ill. It comes in waves, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes those are illness sighs. Oh, but, okay. I thought they were Tiffany's sighs. No, 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 no. House of Gucci. So tell me about your opinions on Strangers. But do it in a House of Gucci voice. <laughs> I will not. Damn it. So Strangers is, uh, my first note here, it is the sad 80s bop anthem. Halsey had a similar song like this on their last album, yeah, Badlands. Badlands. And my other notes, I wrote a couple. But my second note was my jam. There's a lot of M's again. <laughs> my brain and my listen now. I didn't really fuck with Carly Rae Jepsen before, mm-hmm. but I do now. I was like, oh, someone... Someone else got the memo. Like, yeah, that's the Carly Rae Jepsen vibe. It's a, it's a darker tinge to it, but absolutely, it's the same kind of '80s sort of aesthetic, but with modern like. Because Halsey's never going to be the fun, happy artist of a Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, that's yeah. just not who she is. Yeah, she doesn't have a uh, runaway with me in her. Which no, is okay. which I love though. I love the fun, happy sounding sense. Yeah, with just some sadness. <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good combo. And honestly, one of my favorite subgenres in music, the more I listen, is the powerful '80s bop with two ladies singing their asses off. Yes, because they both are. They really are. They really are. I was also sad. This I think I'm just gonna keep calling you songs. I think would have been better singles. This would have been an amazing single. I gotta agree with that. Like this how was how was this not a single? Yeah, like this one is uh, ascending. That's what I wrote in my last notes. I wrote fucking rules holy shit i'm ascending <laughs> i wrote uh might have told i was a bit under the influence i was gonna say how high were you <laughs> yeah. fairly high i would say immediate to high level of high <laughs> yeah, exactly 
I also, you mentioned it, but I also, just to kind of uh, piggyback off of what you said, I also did say exactly the kind of song you want for a guest vocal. Yes! Lauren comes in, she's got that good, smooth gravel to her voice as well, like Halsey had earlier. They both gravel a little bit in this one. Like, their voices do cool, fun, complimentary shit. Yes. Like, it feels like they had to have heard each other's versions. I don't feel comfortable declaring this, but I will say I do get, like, a lesbian anthem vibe from this song. Oh, because say, you're not thinking of the lesbians. Yes, yes. Drake will have to come down and decree that. But <laughs> he won't. He's not. It's Taika Waititi. We've talked about this. Oh, yeah. We've, we crowned a new king of the lesbians because I talked to some lesbians and got their votes. I would like to hear what Taika thinks of this song. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested. I'd be interested. <laughs> Put this in the next fucking Marvel movie. <laughs> Absolutely. I would, this song is just really cool because they both bring their own shit to it. I agree. I, I love this song. Sorry. I... I could talk about this song for like 20 more minutes. <laughs> no, this is one of the heavy hitters for me on this it's one. So, it was never a heavy hitter in the way that some of the ones we haven't talked about were for me. Mm-hmm. And like how much it got played. But it would get like, oh, fuck, every time it came on because I get really excited. <laughs> yeah, it's a very exciting song. I agree. 100%. Also, it should be a karaoke bop. It really should. And like you said, like it's perfectly in the middle register. Yeah, anyone could sing Strangers. Yeah. I mean, hell, the chorus is like, it's, it's more scoops than it is like Belting's like, because we're just strangers. Yeah, we're not lovers. <laughs> like, yeah. it is a lot of, it's oops all scoops. Oh, yeah. Love those scoops. Scoops and oops and scoops. Yes. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, there she goes. She's walking out the door. She's doing a big sign. And she's back. <laughs> Who's next? Next here, we got a little, uh, little track called Angel on Fire. Which I made you listen to so much of because this is the song for most albums I love. I have a song that I can always make me cry because I just feel those feelings really hard. Yeah. This is that one. This is the song on this album that makes me cry. The music is very swelling and big and propulsive. So, yeah. Also, makes a lot of sense. belty chorus. Yeah, yeah, very much so. You know what? We were wrong at the beginning. Secretly belty album. I feel like there's only two tracks where we said there's like even a small amount of belt, you know? I feel like this becomes a big belt. Uh, I mean, this song is definitely beltier than not. It is, That's all I'm saying. That is true. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, it felt like at the beginning to be like, we were like, not really very belty. And I'm saying, not medium belty. Yeah, I would say still like, you could say it's not a belty album overall. No, but, but the ones that belt are big. Yes. yes. Like, Halsey still comes correct when, she, when they need to belt. Oh, by the way, I should have mentioned this up top, and I'm so sorry. I looked this up on Instagram, and Halsey's pronouns are she, they. Okay, I've been going between. Yes. You and I talked about this? Yes, we haven't said it on the pod, though. Yes. So it, we've both been swapping and scooping. Yeah. But not scooping. That's all Halsey. Oh, leave the scoops. <laughs> Halsey, okay. Halsey knows how to scoop some strangers. The scoops are not for us. If you try scooping around Halsey, then they're going to come to you like, hey, leave the scoop hey, into the professionals. I'm walking here. How's the Gucci? <laughs> how Halsey sounds when they're not singing. <laughs> it's honestly crazy. It's crazy. I only wrote one note for this song when I first listened to it, which is a bonus song, but really well placed in the album. Yeah. Oh, are we in bonuses? This one is specifically a bonus song. Really? So this album, it's not much like Badlands. Halsey didn't just stack the bonuses at the end. No, it's sprinkled. Yes. But it seems like with this one, with Badlands, Halsey like straight up changed like the album. Yes. That fucked me up. 
This one, it feels like Halsey just took like the format of the album and then kind of put the B-sides sort of like selectively in there. Yeah. Which is why I was like impressed because I was like, you know what? This song wasn't in the album before, but I kind of can't hear it without it now because it really fits. I love that. This was always a favorite, and I don't know if it will ever not be. Like, this is... If you said, Tiffany, you can only have three songs from this album, this would be my first pick. <laughs> this is a strong choice, Tiffany, a strong choice. I can't say I quite love it, but I really do like it. And more so than a lot of other songs, I can see this one growing on me real fast. It hits that specific anxiety feeling of... It feels real cheesy to say, but, like, when you feel like you're a person who's always, like, on in a room, and you just feel alone. Okay. okay. It hits that, which we both know I struggle with a lot. Yeah. And you know what? That's a thing, too, I would say about this album in general. Even though it's a more, quote unquote, conceptual album, Halsey really does retain that power to just really, with a single line or a single song, it kind of hits you and makes you vulnerable for a bit. Halsey really, like, kind of gets at some uncomfortable truths at times. Yeah. Which I fucking love. Yeah, yeah, I was getting like sprinkling that in between like the bops and the weirdo jams. It's like I do appreciate that style. Yeah. Speaking, Speaking of style, style. We got another song coming it's up. Style by Taylor Swift. <laughs> the deluxe edition just puts a new song from an other artist. Oh, we don't really know why Taylor Swift. Said it. Wouldn't that be fucking insane? That would be weird. <laughs> I did like style. The style is a really good song, but it's not on this album <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> doesn't fit. Don't fit. Wait, I tell you what does fit. Little track called Devil and Me. Also, those are my top two. So if I only get to pick three songs, the one we just talked about, Devil and Me and Strangers, top three. That's a good choice. Those are my three if I only had three. And I think you told me that this is probably gonna happen first. Devil and Me was like I mentioned long ago that the first song I loved on this album was Heaven in Hiding. Yep. This was the first song that like grabbed me like by the collar and was just like this i am your song now do you know we talked about this a little before recording i love double me because when you sing it she says no i gotta wake it up and i it's a scoop but it's a weird way to say the word up yes and you know even though halsey has been known for their scooping ways in the past (laughs) i will say what a little scooby bitch (laughs) (laughs) we have uh we've talked about this off the pod this song was co-written by a person named Sia. Which is wild when you think about it later. Yeah, but I will say, once I looked that up and I re-listened to the chorus, I was like, oh, of course, that's a Sia chorus right there. But I love it. I don't know if I would like it as a Sia song. Yeah, it would definitely be interesting. It would be a different vibe, because Sia, the way Sia sings is more like, it's a different texture. Yeah, Sia is the belter. Sia is the big bombastic voice that is going to break down stuff. Sia does a lot of weird shit with, like, how she belts. Yes. That I don't know. I couldn't imagine this being anyone else's song. Yeah, Yeah, this is one. Like, it is very Sia-influenced, you can tell, but it is such a Halsey vocal song in my brain. Like, I couldn't imagine. I think Halsey has too particular of a voice to really, like, disappear into a song you know what i mean also another belter that's why i said we might need to take up how much we be- talk about belting on this album yeah this one is interesting because it's like a mid-range belt but it's it is still a belt it's nonetheless the cor- it's in the chorus and so it happens a lot yeah uh i also i my only other note i wrote besides the see a thing uh, a couple notes one note and one statement really the only note i wrote just a great bop no notes because yeah <laughs> I, I do think this Sounds is- like you had another note though, so you fucking lied. 
Well, it's funny you say that. Here's my other note in parentheses. While high, this song feels like being validated by like a million cool ghosts. <laughs> okay. I'm really mad that I want to experience that. <laughs> just the first time I heard this song felt like just a bunch of cool ass ghosts were patting me on the back like, you're doing it. You're doing it, man. <laughs> I'm here for these ghosts. I have questions for them. I did write one last uh, statement, though. Not really no, as you can see. I just wrote, just when I think it's over, they bring in that haunting bridge. Yes! And I was like, that's the big money move. We out here bridge. making money moves. And I like... It feels like there were a lot of little Easter eggs for people who listened to Badlands in this album. Yes. Like, with the tones. Very much so. 100%. Because a lot of weird shit happens, I feel like, in that bridge. And also, like, the track on the court because i feel like okay badlands was about the music yeah it was not about the vocals it was just not the vocals were another instrument to me and badlands i agree it wasn't a showcase this was a fucking album about the vocals yes they, and so like it was cool to still be like hello badlands fans i'm here absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah i uh, i think that's a very fair way to put it I've got big opinions about these albums. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, we're almost at the end, but I will say it is an album that I feel like it benefits more uh, depending on how willing you're kind of uh, to jump into it, to kind of immerse yourself in it, for lack of a better phrase. It is an album I did not listen to on shuffle for a year. I couldn't. I had to take it in order. Like, it felt weird to shuffle. I can shuffle it now, but it took time. I get that. I get that. But yeah, I think it, uh, yeah, this is another great track. And uh, speaking of great tracks, we're going to go ahead and conclude this one. Wait. Oh. As in conclude this album. Yeah. With a little ditty called Hopeless, like the title. Yeah. And also, you mentioned this earlier uh, in the song Good Morning, there was a, a child narrating over the first half of it. Yes. And at one point, the child actually talks about the phrase hopeless. Yes. And actually says, the quote verbatim is, hopeless is not a place, but a state of mind. Yeah. Which I thought was a very interesting way to have that statement early on and then end it with the title like this. Hopeless hits me as such a cool way to end this album. And like, uh, it does bring that back, but it's also like, you don't have to live there. Like, we all do our best. Yes. It, it really does feel like a... Uh, like a bit of respite. Like there's hope at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You say respite. I did. I say respite. I was going to say, some people... Sorry, it bothered me. It goes all over the place. It's just one of those... I want to say regional things since we're from the same region. I was like... Yeah. But like, yeah. Everyone's different. Everyone makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Also, this song gives me some real like... Imogen Heap, Bony Bear. Yes. A lot of layered vocals. A lot of weird, interesting... Choices of just letting the vocals kind of run on top of each other, see how it sounds as a big mishmash. I would love a Halsey Imogen Heap collab. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be weird and cool. I'd be down to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah, I... Top song on this album. You can have a top three like I did, or you can have a top. I stand by my top three. In no particular order. I would say my top one is Devil and Me, just because... It's so good. It's the one that leapt out at me it's the one that had the sia collab and i'm a pretty hard sell for sia's choruses that there's few things i love in music as much as a sia chorus so i that was there. 
used to use that song when I was really bad at my partner and I would go to the guest room and I would go belt that song to get the rage out of my body. That's fair. <laughs> like, it's, it's so good for that. When you're like, I don't want to be an asshole. I'm mad about something really stupid. I've got to go sing Devil in Me at a different part of my house. <laughs> it is good for that. It's a good song to sing. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much, y'all. But I also have a lot of fondness for Strangers. And uh, what was your third track? Angel on Fire. Angel on Fire. Those are my top three. But if I only had to choose one, you made the right choice. That's the one I would also choose. Yeah. I would choose Devil in Me. I would say, though, Most Improved has got to go to Bad at Love. Because that was a song yeah. I was just like, so so on when I heard it as a single. Now I actively love it as a song, specifically because of the album. And like, yeah, that is one of those where I can't have a most grown. I, you know what? That prologue, knowing that it's a weird story, because you can tell that it's a story album. Yeah. But I never thought about it as a Romeo and Julio album. A Romeo and Julio. <laughs> Julio, it's pronounced Julio. I'm saying I fucked up. Oh. <laughs> I was trying to think Juliet, but it didn't come out good. Yeah, but like, so the prologue ruined me knowing that more. Yes, I I gotta agree too. It definitely <laughs> raised some eyebrows at first. Because I remember okay. telling you, not until you listened to it, that I was like, "Hey, that's just the Romeo and Juliet prologue, right?" Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, "Yes." <laughs> and I will say, uh, Halsey, like, it, it is a story album, but very more, loosely. Yes, that's the thing. It's like it's. I had to basically kind of research almost and go through the lyrics. And sort of look at, like, when there is sort of an overarching theme or when, like, she would mention stuff like that, you know? I feel like as someone who didn't do that, you don't, you still get the feeling that it's a cohesive album. Like, you're like, I still feel like I should listen to this in order, but I can't tell you why. Yeah, yeah. Even just like, yeah, that is true. Even just on an audio level, just the sounds of the song, they sound so well balanced when placed like they're placed. Yeah, like, it's just a... It gives you that feeling of back when you made playlists for your friends and you're like, the order is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it really is like a perfectly like organized album. Even the deluxe edition. Maybe especially the deluxe edition. I say especially the deluxe edition. Like, I, I think you can make that argument. My, I did write one last note. Uh-oh. Kind of an overall summation. Okay. One line. Not better than Badlands. No. But maybe more interesting. I can't compare them. They are such different albums to me. And that's the thing. I'm only comparing them because, like, I am listening to them, like, back to back, so I can't No, yeah. But you're right. Like, they are going for much different goals that you could argue, like, they're barely in the same genre of pop, even just, like, as pop albums. Because Badlands, to me, as a whole, is this weird little dark album. Yeah. While, without having better words for it, this album is more of a just straight-up pop album. Mm-hmm. It's a more just like not middle ground, but like just pop album. Like I, it feels a bit more. This is the album I would show someone if only those two albums were out, and they were like, "How do I get into Halsey's music?" I'd be like, "This is safer for you." Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is funny. the The more conceptual story album feels a little bit more safe in terms of its sound. Yeah, than Badlands. Badlands is weird, and I love it. Yeah, I will say though. I will say, oh, going for a more like straight tone, yeah, for lack of a better phrase, it did make the weirder moments like stick out oh, even more so. Absolutely, because like on Badlands, the one that stuck out the most was Control. Yeah, yeah. But like all the weird shit in this album, you're like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I would say like, not giving a specific figure, like half the weird stuff worked for me, and half the weird stuff kind of just confused me. 
See, I was there for all the weird stuff, but I was looking for the weird stuff. Like, yeah. My first listen through of this album, I did not hate it, but I was like, where the fuck's the weird stuff? Yeah, yeah that's funny you say that. I, I mentioned to the you. I mentioned. I mentioned to the you. I mentioned to you. We talked like House of Gucci. You said that. It's a House of Gucci. I talked to you. I mentioned it to you. But you, we did. I did tell you earlier that when I first listened to it, I was prepared to say I liked it better than Badlands. You are. On first listen, so confused. And on second listen, that statement did not hold up as much. But I still. I'm really fond of this album. I, I really like it. I stand by what I told you about early Demi Lovato to now Holy Fit Demi yeah. Lovato. To me, that's how I see these two albums. They are not comparable. They are two totally different things made by an artist who is just like seeing what works for them and how they want to express themselves. Like I can't, yeah. I cannot compare them. I, I think, think that's fair. fair. I don't think you should have to. Yeah. Stop making me try to compare them. I, I don't know if you're yelling at me, but that yell is uh, misplaced. I just want to be yelling at someone. It wasn't anything that it was. All right. Well, <laughs> that's well, Y'all, we got to get out of here. I'm yelling at people. Next time, go in your yelling closet if you don't know where to put it. That's true. We just, made a closet for it. I'm just saying, I just like for you to use it just, you know, just try it a couple times. If you don't like it, we'll, let, we'll turn it into a punchy car. Listen, if you don't like it after a while, we'll turn it from a yelling closet into a punchy closet. You promise? Can we turn it into a water closet? Just put a single toilet in there? <laughs> no. All right, folks. So let we me tell you. No. <laughs> oh, I can wait. I want to spell the Twitter. I think yeah. I know how. You got this. Go ahead. Y'all can find us on social media, on specifically Twitter, because she keeps forgetting to make an Instagram. At JokesterPod. That's J O K E R S T E R. Put an extra R in there. It's J O K E S T E R. Oh my God. Y'all, I wasn't looking at anything. Um, Don't forget the second part. What? There's this. Oh, oh, I got this. Don't tell them I was scared. Uh, You can send us longer emails or. Those are, you know, tell us cool shit. Tell us how you feel about these albums because I'm obsessed with them and I will probably respond if you email me about albums that I love. Um, and that is at jokesterpod at gmail.com. I will not spell it again. These are the rules we've set. Yep, she won't. I she will won't not. Do it. You tell them shit. Absolutely. So, folks, leave us a review. Ooh, say nice things. Please. How's the Gucci? Anywhere you can find podcasts, we're there, probably. <laughs> we're Maybe. We're at least in, like, the major markets. We're in the big ones. We might be doing a, a weird move soon. We might be in other places. We don't know. Yes, but if you are listening to us in a place that allows reviews, even just star ratings, we would love just a five-star from Spotify that star ratings. There, there you go. There you go for you Spotify creepers. Because uh, we see y'all listening on Spotify. Oh, it's odd. It's weird. Oh, you listen to too much modern-day Maroon 5 listeners. <laughs> Ooh. This is just a random tip that has nothing to do with anything. Y'all, Spotify's got audiobooks. Get in there now. Hey, there you go. Just a fair, actual, like, little lesson. So I learned that the other day, and I got really excited. So I thought I should tell other people. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Well, for those y'all who only have so many Audible credits. Yes. Um, for, yeah, for the folks out there like me, too, who uh, can read, but don't like to. Wow. Because it hurts your eyes. Wow. And for the folks out there who can't read. You're just as valid. Thank you. You're just as cool. I'm sorry. That really did get me. <laughs> You're that kind of person that shows up in school. Ugh. All right. He's rhyming. We've got to go. Oh, the rhyming is starting. <laughs> oh, it's too strong. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.